Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today I want to talk about how we can opt into being more emotionally available in life and do that while still maintaining healthy boundaries. Today we're going to discuss what it means to be emotionally available, how to do that, how to be more emotionally available, and how to leverage self-care as an impactful way to become more emotionally available in our lives. For a lot of us, emotional availability is a tough one. I think, again, to the historical legacy that we have as Black women and so much of the story that gets told to us through the diaspora of Blackness centers around trauma. And trauma creates numbness. Historically, we have a lot of reasons to be numb in life, particularly if you're a Black woman. If you think about the history of Blackness across the world, the exploitation of Blackness, the exploitation of Black women, the destruction of Black family and an emotional bonds and ties, or at least the effort to destroy the Black family. Surviving requires a certain level of numbness to get through. And unfortunately, if we're not careful, that numbness is passed down from generation to generation to generation to present. And it leaves us feeling like emotional availability is a difficult thing to to do. First off, to be emotionally available, you also need to feel safe. And I don't know how many of us feel safe in our relationships with others. And I don't just mean romantic ones. I mean, platonic ones. I mean, familial relationships. I mean, professional relationships. Being emotionally available requires a level of vulnerability and it requires a level of safety to do so. But here's what I'm going to tell you. It is absolutely possible for you to be more emotionally available to the people you love. And more importantly, it starts with being emotionally available to yourself. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it's absolutely possible. And don't listen to anyone tell you that vulnerability isn't something that you can access because it is the pathway to joy. And that is absolutely our legacy. I get really upset when I see think pieces about how vulnerability isn't something that black women can do because the world's not a safe place for them. I disagree wholeheartedly, not with the fact that being a black woman is difficult, that there are systems and people who are not safe enough for you to be vulnerable with. That's just common sense, regardless of your race, your gender, regardless of any of those things. Being vulnerable with the wrong people, and more importantly, people who do not deserve your vulnerability, is dangerous and have a very negative impact on your life. But what I am saying is that vulnerability and emotional availability is not something that is only for white folks. It is very much for us, too. It is just about thinking clearly about what emotional availability means and who and when to be emotionally available. And that's where it come cut, cut. And that's where boundaries come in. So emotional availability in a nutshell just basically means being present and responsive to both others' emotional needs and our own. 
Now, of course, again, if you are burned out, you are probably saying, yeah, who's got time for that? And I will tell you, being emotionally available has been the work of my life. It is truly the healing work that I am still doing, still working on. I definitely understand the resistance to vulnerability and emotional availability, particularly if you have a history of being harmed and hurt, both culturally and just in the history of your individual life. I struggle with this on the daily, and yet I realize that the more vulnerable and emotionally available I am, the more joy I have. So while we may be able to be present for others, right, we're really good at being emotionally available for folks, maybe expressing empathy and understanding when someone's struggling, especially for the people we love. We may struggle to do that for ourselves. Black representation in media means everything to me. Black girl burnout wouldn't exist if I couldn't look to other Black women in this space that came before me for inspiration and education on how to create what I've created. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. In this collection, you're going to hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. I just listened to an episode with Tracy Ellis Ross, where it talked about how she's iconic and she's our favorite rich auntie. The episode was inspirational and educational and, of course, funny. It is important for us to hear ourselves and to understand the power of Black women and their voices and how much we can truly create. This new series by NPR centers the story of us in a way that hasn't traditionally been done. With Black stories, Black truths, you will hear a range of voices as nuanced and as varied as the Black experience itself. And it's also a reminder that our story should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. What if 2024, you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. Is designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com bgb. 
Get 50% off at babbel.com slash BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Kelly here. Are you following us on social? If not, what are you waiting for? Let's keep the conversation going. On Instagram and TikTok, it's at Black Girl Burnout. And on Twitter, it's BLK Girl Burnout. And of course, there's our website, blackgirlburnout.com. Connect with us there. All right. Now back to the episode. Everything is up in flames. I said all that I have to say. And, close the and so the first tip for being emotionally available is prioritizing your emotional needs. This one is really hard because in that requires a vulnerability to say that you are overwhelmed or burned out or you need help, that you need to take a step back and focus on your own emotional well-being. I never could say those words. I was the person who was still carrying the cape of the strong black woman, thinking I was superwoman and thinking that it was somehow wrong or I was somehow weak if I would ever say I'm overwhelmed. Now I have learned to be honest about myself and to say I'm struggling or more importantly, to set my preferences and to say what I prefer out loud without any shame. Here's what I've realized. I am an extroverted introvert. So on the surface, I'm a person who's very friendly, very outgoing. I like people. I like to be out at times and to do fun things a lot. But I'm a person who needs absolute downtime. I'm not a person who could go, go, go. I need to have quiet. I need to recharge. And the way I recharge is usually with just one person or by myself. I also have realized that I need quiet and peace in my life. I don't do well with loudness. And that doesn't mean I can't go to a party and enjoy myself. I mean, as a lifestyle, I can't have it. And so it has become my life's work to say that out loud and to not say that with shame or embarrassment to be vulnerable and emotionally available enough to set my preferences for myself. Being emotionally available also requires honesty when it, when it comes not to just yourself, but with others about your emotional capacity. This is something I struggled with. I would listen to people, take on projects, do everything for everyone at my own expense, knowing full well that I was at zero on fumes and pushing through anyways. It takes vulnerability and emotional availability to say, I can't, I'm at capacity. Just first to yourself and to then start communicating that to others. And that includes our third tip, which is learning to say no when necessary. Yes, setting boundaries and saying no is difficult. But when you set boundaries, you find peace, you find joy. And after all, aren't we all trying to access our true inheritance, which is joy and abundance and a community? You can't have joy in your life and say yes to everyone and everything all day long. You cannot 
be emotionally vulnerable and available while burned out. Boundaries are a necessity. They're non-negotiable. So how can we weave vulnerability and emotional availability into our self-care? The first thing about emotional vulnerability and availability is really just knowing ourselves. Many people mistakenly believe that when people talk about vulnerability, particularly some of the thought leaders in this space, they mistakenly always think that it means externally, that you need to show up externally emotionally available, meaning that everybody needs to know where your struggles and your pain points are in your life. That's just not true. Some of the work that I have used to heal myself really emphasizes how emotional vulnerability and availability starts internally. It starts with compassion for yourself, for allowing the emotional numbness that you probably carry within yourself, or at least I carried within myself for decades to start to thaw. One of the ways to do that is by practicing mindfulness and meditation. Having a morning routine for myself that incorporates time to just breathe and think and meditate has made me, one, feel things again, where numbness was taking root and I wasn't really connected. I feel more than I have in the past. It also then helps me stay centered so I can tolerate the emotions that I'm feeling. If you've been numb for a long time, feeling can be a scary thing. But on the other side of the feeling is joy. Part of emotional availability doesn't start again with proclaiming to the world all of your perceived weaknesses, telling them out to the world. It can mean setting aside time for hobbies and interests, engaging in self-care activities that allow you to recharge so you can stay present and centered. Emotional availability. Vulnerability is not about the outside world. It is about you staying present and centered in your life. I'm going to say that one more time. Being vulnerable and emotionally available is not about your relationship with the outside world. It is about staying present and centered in your life. So it's really important that you bring the things into your world that center you and keep you present, keep you feeling. So that could be mindfulness, that could be meditation, that can be pursuing hobbies and interests, things that make you feel connected, practicing gratitude daily. It also can be tapping into your other inheritance and birthright, which is community. So seeking support from friends, family, a therapist, having that support system in place keeps you from feeling overwhelmed and emotionally drained. Therapy has been one of the best investments I've ever done in myself. My therapist keeps me emotionally connected when it is my first response to disconnect and numb. She works really hard with me to bring me back into my body and to think about emotions and how I feel them. And I'm not saying I'm healed. I have such a long way to go in that area of my life, but I am more present 
and more centered than I've ever been. Having family and a good relationship with my family that allows me, particularly with my mother, to be able to talk about what's bothering me, what my struggles are, what I'm excited about. Having friends who can tolerate me in a state of joy as much as they can tolerate me when I have when I'm working really hard to say something that makes me feel vulnerable or that I'm nervous to disclose. Those moments and those interactions are a powerful way to stay emotionally available. So what is your healing practice for today? In short, we've talked about, first of all, we quick recap. We talked about what emotionally available is. Again, it is not about your relationship with the outside world. Stop listening to people tell you that black people are not safe to be vulnerable. That is a lie because vulnerability and emotional availability have nothing to do with the outside world. It is about how you stay centered and grounded in your life. So we talked about what it is. We talked about ways to be more emotionally available and vulnerable and how to leverage self-care to keep us emotionally present. So for your healing practice today, I want you to think about how you can infuse some self-care with the mindset of doing activities that bring you centered and present and keep you emotionally available. What are those things? Maybe it's engaging in the arts. Maybe it is having a really great conversation with a friend. Maybe it is going to therapy and talking about how this is one of your goals that you want to work on. But think about how you can leverage your self-care to make you more emotionally available. As a sneak peek and next month's newsletter, I will be doing a guided meditation all about emotional availability. So stay tuned for that. Remember, on the other side of emotional availability, on the other side of emotional vulnerability is joy. And that is what you deserve. that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't subscribe and follow the podcast, we're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly Give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Everything is up in flames. I said all that I have to say. Close the door, close the door.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.